0: So high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama. Oh my mama, made
1: it possible. Rain and Jays back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. Ooh. This is the truth like 34. Yeah. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars
2: Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast. I want to thank you for making this show part of your daily routine. Whatever it is that you're doing right now, wherever you're going, whether you're listening to the podcast on your headphones, through the car speaker, through a speaker in your bathroom while you take a shower, that is great. I appreciate that. Whether you're watching the show on YouTube, I really hope you're, you're watching and subscribing. Uh, I want to thank you for making the show part of your daily routine. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And I am the author of the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, a book that you can get anywhere books are sold, uh, online and through my website, johncorrales.com. A signed copy, just $30. This is a great Father's Day gift, okay? It's a very easy read. It's not a long book. You get Dad, a, who is a Celtics fan, a signed copy for $30, signed by the author, shipped out to you wherever you are. I'll ship it internationally. It's going to cost a little extra, but I'll ship it wherever. But I hope you buy the book. I think it's a a great gift for 30 bucks. You can't go wrong. All right. Today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto, an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So in segment one, I'm going to talk about practice the Celtics practice ahead of this uh Tuesday night game against the Washington Wizards the play-in game in the second segment I will talk about the game I'll get more into it specifically previewing the game and then in the third segment I appeared on Toucher and Rich on Monday morning had an interview there touched on some topics that uh I thought were interesting so I'll share that with you in the third segment let's get to the practice updates first of all uh the, the, the full team practiced minus Jalen Brown, everything that I say when I say everybody now, please understand that everybody now includes no Jalen Brown. He's, his season is done. We should not, okay? Please don't misinterpret it. So everybody else practiced, and that includes Robert Williams, who was seen in the video uh, practicing, doing a few things. They didn't put much video out, but he was out there which is an important development for the Celtics. He was out there. Now the question is, uh, will he play? And right now, it's a game-time decision. He's, he's listed as probable. So basically that means they think he's going to go, but there's an off chance that it might not work. Hopefully the extended rest did him some good. Uh, it's certainly not going to go through and fix anything and, and really... Whatever it did, I don't know if it's going to, to help him being back out there playing NBA basketball. But right now, he's probably going to play. Everyone else seems okay. Kemba said he feels great. Um, Marcus Smart said he felt great. The, the vibe out of practice was good. And the Celtics, if nothing else, they've they've talked a good game. They've talked a good game all Season long. I mean, afterwards, they, they've always said the right things. They've been likable in that way. It's not an unlikable group, you know, and some people have used that term They they played an unlikable brand of basketball. That's for sure. But they're not an unlikable group of people. And, and they do seem to want to take responsibility for everything And that's all great. But so far, let's see. Uh, here's Brad Stevens talking about the, the practice. I thought practice, um, on Friday was good and I thought
1: practice today was good. Um, you know, guys seem to be engaged. They're ready. Um, they know that the task is large. You know, we're not playing a typical, um, you know, eight seed. You're playing a team that, was not healthy, but that's super talented um, that hit its stride um, once they got everybody back. And so it's going to be a challenge. We, we know that. And so you can tell that our guys were locked in and ready to practice and ready to prepare for tomorrow's game.
2: Like I said, talk to good game, man. They, they, they know what to say. They know the right words. So I don't know what the Celtics are going to look like on Tuesday night, but it, the, they, they give you this feeling of encouragement. like they, they make it so even after you've been burned, you're like, oh, maybe, okay, maybe I'll believe in them again. Maybe. Uh, they are rested. They are a lot healthier. They have some preparation time. There's a lot on, on, on the line. There's a lot at stake. These are the games this season with the added time and the preparation, all of that stuff. The Celtics have generally played well. Now, they, they've not played well when things have been at stake late in the season. I don't know what they're gonna do, but man, it, it feels like it feels like they're they're in a position here to actually come out strong. What's what's that gonna mean for the whole the whole game? I don't know. But I'll tell you what. I will be surprised if they come out in the first quarter and are just not taking the game seriously. I will be surprised at that. Now, maybe they'll, they'll play well and miss shots. They might still get down 10-2 because they've missed a bunch of shots. that, that is, I'm not ruling that out at all. But I, I, I get the feeling out of these guys that they're at least going to come out and play hard. At least the start. And that hasn't even been the problem necessarily. Like even in these, these slow starts, quote unquote, we gloss over the first minute or two where they, they actually tried to do the right thing and then things go wrong and then everything spirals out of control. The, the real question for the Celtics is not can they play the first couple of minutes well. Can they sustain an, a level of energy after the first couple of minutes if things aren't going well for them that's the biggest question that's where they've been really hurt the most this season you come out well for for a few possessions but then all of a sudden by you know 9:30 on the clock in the first quarter shots not falling or something's not going right and then <laughs> whole thing goes down down the tubes like if they can avoid that part then they'll be okay so We'll see what they do, but the word out of practice and the way they were talking was, um, I don't know, encouraging? Maybe I'm just falling into the trap again. It's entirely possible too. Hey, Marcus Smart had this interesting thing. Now, Marcus Smart said a while back, you don't know what people are going through, and I wasn't sure who he was talking about. It it turns out he was talking about himself, which uh, apparently in in this comment kind of, Snuck by in the in the practice Zooms, and it's hard, like, because we're in we're in the Zoom, and you know it's hard to get a follow up and all of that stuff. If we were in person, I think it might have been like a a more uh, interesting, uh, a, a more comfortable, more comfortable way to to broach this. But here's Marcus Smart talking about how apparently he has lost people recently. This year has definitely been kind of, you know, unorthodox for everybody. You know, me, myself, um, you know, I've lost a, I can count two hands, a dozen people in the last year, last couple months, um, my personal life. So, you know, um, just really dealing with it, you know, um, try not to complain because, you know, there's somebody always going through some way worse than you. So, you know, I'm blessed to be here. I'm blessed to have an opportunity to go ahead and do what I love. So, you know, as much as everything has been going on um, individually for me personally,
0: you know, in the season, how unorthodox it is, you know, we're still here. We still have an opportunity
2: to, to you know, to change this narrative around, you know, and it's going to take every last body on the team. So we got to come ready and be prepared. Might have been hard to understand Marcus there uh, with that, with the mask on and everything. But he says, I can count on two hands, a dozen people in the last year, uh, last couple of months in my personal life, I've lost a dozen pe- – that – I'm just absolutely shocked. Shocked at the, that, that comment. I, I don't know what specifically that, that means. Now, I know he lost an old teammate of his from Oklahoma State who was 29 years old and died of a, a kind of a weird infection type of thing. That I know that that's one person that he mentioned on Twitter, but apparently there's more going on in his, his personal life, which is scary. And like we talk a lot about stuff that we see, and I think people have been using some really harsh language, and I'm certainly guilty of that too. But if I mean what Mark is smart is saying here with with the the people that he's lost that. I don't know. This this year is there's a story there to be told that you know, uh, hopefully, you know one of us can can get that story and, and figure out what what's going on with Marcus's personal life there because that just sounds horrible. So I, I wish Marcus Smart all the best. Um, I don't know what he's been dealing with off the court. It sounds really serious. Um, and and clearly, if it's that bad, then that might be something that's. Uh, Certainly carried on to the court. So I guess you know the lesson is always be careful because uh, you, you really don't know what people are going through. The on the court stuff is actually, you know, look, we're a basketball podcast, you're basketball fans, we're watching basketball. And so up next, I will be talking about the basketball. The Washington Wizards on Tuesday night, a 9 p.m. start. A 9 p.m. start, which is kind of wild. Um uh, Celtics, Wizards, play game. Winner gets the 7th seed and goes to Brooklyn over the weekend. Loser has to face the winner of the Pacers and the Hornets on Thursday. That analysis is coming up next. Rock Auto is the place to go for anything you need for your car. It doesn't matter how complicated or how simple. Whether you need wipers or floor mats or whether you need a part for your engine Or something that is uh, super expensive, (laughs) you're going to save yourself a few bucks by getting it at rockauto.com. I had a person DM me in in the past couple of months that said he had a piece that his his dealer was going to charge or his his mechanic was going to charge whatever price it was. And he went to rockauto.com and he saved $600.00. That is so massive to have that extra six hundred dollars in, in your pocket. It may not all be that that kind of level of savings, but you're just going to save money if you check it out. Don't go to one of those chain stores. Don't go to you know one of those brick and mortar stores. Whatever, you're just going to waste your time. Go to RockAuto.com. Enter the information of in your car right there. You're going to be telling it to another person anyway. That person's going to be entering it into the computer. You might as well do it yourself and save yourself some money. Their catalog is very unique, but it's easy to navigate, and it's a family business, and they've been doing this for 20 years, so they're not gonna change the prices on you, depending on whether you're a pro or a do it yourself or They're not gonna change the prices based on what the market will bear. You go rockauto.com, you're gonna save yourself some money on anything you need for your car. When when you do go there and you do buy something, make sure you write locked on in there, how did you hear about this box? That's how they know we sent you, right? Write locked on in there. how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. So it's the Celtics and the Washington Wizards. What many people will say is the worst case scenario because the Wizards, despite being 34 and 38 and the eighth seed, uh, really are coming along and have played well recently. They come into this winners of, uh, they've they won a couple straight games and uh, obviously they won that last one to close out the regular season and earn that win. But they've got some, some big wins on their, on their resume uh, recently, uh, including uh, the Warriors, the Lakers, they've, they've got the jazz, they beat the jazz. Uh, It's, it's been an impressive run for the Washington wizards. This is not going to be an easy game for the Boston Celtics. So what do the Celtics need to do? What are the key points here for this game? Obviously, Number one to me is Bradley Beal in that hamstring injury. So he says he's not 100%. He was clearly not 100% in that last game. Everybody sees it. Everybody knows it. He, he even said that the uh, medical staff was kind of split on whether to let him play. Now he's got a couple days of rest, but look, a pulled a pulled hammy is a pulled hammy, and that that's not going to heal in a couple of days. And to go out there and play – it's going to be interesting to see how he does. And, and what really makes this interesting for the Wizards and for the Celtics is how far below 100% is Beal? Because that changes who you can put on him to guard him. And the question is, obviously, there's going to be a lot of switching. So when I say, does Jason Tatum guard Bradley Beal – He's not going to be the guy who guards him all the time. There's going to be switching. There's going to be cross matches. So everybody's going to take a crack at Bradley Beal at some point. But how you want to start when your defense is set, how do you want to start? Is it going to be Tatum on Beal? And you say, look, let's let's spend some time here making, you know, putting the length on him and understanding that Tatum knows Beal's tendencies better than anybody. That certainly makes sense. I mean, they've been friends forever. They, I'm sure they've played, you know, they they trained together, all of that stuff. So they know each other. So it makes sense to have Tatum guard Beal. However, is there a possibility that the Celtics can get away with Evan Fournier on Bradley Beal? If Bradley Beal is less than 100% and he's far down <laughs> below 100% enough where... You can put a Fournier on him and have him be effective enough so Tatum can take advantage of his size and guard somebody else, maybe a Davis Berton's. And if you put him on Berton's, now he can bother Berton's shot, and you don't want Davis Berton's going off. You don't want one of those role players going off and, and supporting. Everything that Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal can do. So direct matchup, if you have him on Burtons, then the size, the length, that that matters. Secondly, he can play off of Burton's a little bit and kind of lurk, roam, free safety. That's where that's where Tatum is his best, where he's in passing lanes, maybe, maybe when Beale or Westbrook drive. Tatum can bait the, those guys into kickouts to Bertons, but use his length to get tips and, and get into those passing lanes, tip it out and get some of those runouts. So I'm kind of split. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what Brad Stevens is going to do. But if the Celtics can get away with somebody else, because Marcus Smart should probably take Russell Westbrook, like that's going to be the matchup you absolutely need to find a way to impede Russell Westbrook's progress. Maybe you draw an offensive foul on him early. Maybe you bother him. Maybe Marcus Smart gets into Russell Westbrook's head a little bit and gets him challenged, you know, fires up the juices to a point where Westbrook tries to do everything. And that's that's where he's going to he's going to end up hurting. The the key for playing against Russell Westbrook is tipping what Westbrook is doing to the point where he's hurting his own team. You kind of want to get Russell Westbrook on your side, right? The The thing about Westbrook is he has this tendency to get caught up in the flow. It's almost like he's Marcus Smart with with better talent. But the thing that you want is that that stretch where Russell Westbrook comes down and starts firing threes and starts – uh you know shooting jumpers and you might have a game where he does that and he's feeling it and you just get torched. But what you want is late fourth quarter in a close game, all of a sudden Westbrook's starting to fire jumpers and and they go cold and the Celtics can get rebounds and run out and close close the game out. That's that's how you you try to work things with Russell Westbrook. And maybe getting Marcus smart on him can be a a way to like those two guys talking to one another, just build up that intensity, and maybe you can talk, you can almost talk Westbrook into playing outside of himself. Uh, the the one wrinkle that is going to be interesting here for from the Wizards is Daniel Gafford, who wasn't on the team before. They they picked him up at the trade deadline. It's been a uh, a good pickup for them. And and he's a guy, he's a big, that, that can impact the game. And if if the Celtics can't get Robert Williams out there, then that's going to be a problem. And in fact, depending on what the Wizards do, I wonder if the Celtics will want to match Robert Williams up against Daniel Gafford more and have... Tristan Thompson against Alex Len or do they want to go the opposite way and have Robert Williams up against Alex Len? And look, if you try to exploit a a size thing and have Alex Len take too many shots, then great. And then maybe uh, Thompson can, can muscle Gafford a little bit and throw him off so that, that's going to be an interesting wrinkle to see how that, that gets played out. It really depends on Robert Williams and how that toe feels. Turf toe is is just a, a problem. that is not a, a, a fun injury to have. It really hurts. And you, hopefully that cortisone shot, if they did a second one, hopefully that helps. But he's got to manage that pain. And if he can, then he'll be fine. Uh, but if he can't, then... He won't play like himself. So the big situation is going to be, it's kind of funny where a a team where the strengths are the guards, it's going to be interesting that the bigs could be a deciding factor here. Uh, The other thing is who does Brad Stevens trust in this situation? Because Brad Stevens said that the wizards can, can hit you different ways. They can be small and fast. You can throw Ish Smith out there and Ish Smith is a damn Celtics killer. Or they can go big and, and try to outmuscle you. And in which case, the Celtics are going to have to rely on Grant Williams and Shemi Ogilvy. But they might have to rely on Aaron Niesmith. And does Brad Stevens trust Aaron Niesmith to be out there? Might trust him enough to put him out there. But does he trust him enough to keep him out there if Neesmith is making a mistake? If he, if he makes a mistake and then gets pulled, how does that work? Does he trust Romeo Langford out there? I, right now, I wouldn't trust Romeo Langford. but if you just say, hey, look, defensively, just go out there and defend and, and do this job, hey, maybe that, that'll work too. But who Brad Stevens trusts in, in this situation? Because it's a one-game thing. It's not a series. You've got to make these decisions. So I wouldn't be surprised if he tries Neesmith. Neesmith makes a couple of mistakes, and Niesmith sits right down, and he goes with somebody that he can trust a little bit more. Uh, obviously, the the rotation is going to get cut down from now till however long the Celtics are still alive. So they're not going to go nine ten deep. This is going to be a seven eight man rotation. So we know without Jalen Brown, who six of these guys are. Who's going to be seven and eight? And that's that's the thing. Who's going to be number seven and eight? And how does it? It might not matter against the Wizards. It's going to matter moving forward, but we'll see. Uh, and obviously, the Celtics gonna have to go after Davis Bertans. Though. They're gonna have to attack him. They're really gonna have to make the the Wizards pay for some of the negative defenders that they put out on the floor, and and make it so those guys get frustrated by giving up points, and maybe maybe they get flustered. And if you attack Bertans enough and you piss him off, then maybe he he can uh, maybe it'll get into his head. And it'll impact his offense. Again, you do not want him getting hot because you already have enough trouble with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. You don't want to have these role players coming in and making your life miserable. Up next, uh, Toucher and Rich had me on to talk more about this game and, and some of the other elements to the Celtics. So I'm going to talk about that next. I'm going to play that for you. Uh, the Celtics are favored by two on BetOnline.ag. Two point favorites. Uh, that's about pretty consistent. I haven't checked a lot of the sports book, but I was doing a thing earlier and, and you heard some of the lines. It's like one, one and a half, two. So the Celtics are favored with basically a pick em. So if you want to go to betonline.ag and put some money down on that, by all means, go ahead and sign up right now with the promo code locked on. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus. So if you put in a couple hundred bucks, you'll get a $100 welcome bonus with the promo code locked on. You can go and bet on this game. You can bet in-game. Maybe you don't want to see right away. Maybe you want to bet on second-half stuff. That's available at betonline.ag as well. You can bet on all the sports out there, sports in the U.S., sports outside of the U.S. I mean, they have basically everything. Non-sports stuff, crazy. Head on over. Use that promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. sure to follow our social channels at lo Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Monday morning, Toucher and Rich on ninety-eight point five, the Sports Hub, had me on to talk a little bit about the Celtics and this game. So uh, here is that.
1: John Corrales uh, covers the Celtics for the Boston Sports Journal. He joins us on the Volkswagen Dealers Expert Hotline, Mister Corrales. Hello, sir. Hey, how's it going? What, what energy, my I love! It yes, <laughs> thank you. Wake us up. Uh, getting excited every time I think about this game. I get excited. All right, so I will ask you this: As Washington, uh, you know, has vastly improved over the course of the season to get themselves in this position, uh, Boston has been Boston. And uh, are do you have any? Uh, is there any worry that you have that this team might just go? You know what? If we lose this game, we get a lot of off time, and uh, we're in a playoff yeah, yeah, yeah. game. Is there? Two. Is there? You know what I'm saying? Okay. It, it's, yeah. You know, well, all right. So you lose this game, and then you play the play, and then you lose to Philadelphia. Then all right, fine. But but you know what I'm saying? Is this a? Uh, are, are you
0: are you sure they'll be motivated? Is what I should say. I mean, I'm not sure of anything right now this season. Uh, I, your point is a good one because this team, whenever there has been an out, they have seemed to take it this season. Um, I, I think Brad Stevens would look at this game and say, we need to win this game because if we get Thursday off, look, you, you get the guys off their feet on Wednesday, Thursday's a practice, Friday's a practice and Saturday's the game or whatever, whatever the first round of the playoffs ends up being. But like you, you get, Time to rest and really, truly prepare. And if there's one thing that Brad Stevens loves doing, it's preparing for something. So that's that's I think what Brad Stevens wants to do. Are, are the guys going to be motivated? Eh, this season has told us that they might not be. But the the, the one difference here is that uh, a bunch of a bunch of guys have gotten a week or so off, and even. Tatum and Fournier got an extra day off by not playing against New York. So they'll go out there. They'll, they'll practice today. They'll prepare today. And we've also seen this team be motivated against, against teams like Denver and teams like the Clippers and, and other, other really good teams. They've got, they've got big wins on their resume this season. So if they are motivated, they'll come out and they'll, they'll play well, but Will they be? Man, I, that's, I have no idea.
3: Yeah. So, so John, this is a kind of a weird spot when you take a look at where the team is, especially without Jalen Brown. And as a Celtics fan, it's kind of an interesting question. Would you rather Would you rather have them, A, win this game and end up taking on the Nets, B, lose this game, win the next one, and take on the 76ers, or C, mm-hmm. Lose both and get in the lottery because it seems like sudden death. No matter which road you turn, if they end up uh, getting into this uh, playoffs,
0: yeah, like the the lose two games, get in the lottery, and and maybe you get lucky approach from a team building perspective is is probably the better one because you you will get a decent player, um, and and who knows, you know, roll of the dice. Maybe maybe you pop up into the high lottery and you get a a, a transformative player to go along with Jalen and Jason. Now you get your third star that you drafted, and and wow, you know, like then 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 you're really off to the races. But from a from a basketball perspective, n- no one on that team, regardless of how they felt and regardless of how they they seem to be not motivated no one's going to want to do that. Like you, you can't ask a player to do that. You can, you can hope for it as a fan, but the, the players and the staff, they're they're in their minds. They're probably saying, all right, we, we do this, we catch a break. And maybe we get Brooklyn or Philly on, you know, a bad day. And we, we take home court advantage and then we make it a series. And, and look, it, it, they they can do that. It's certainly within them. Again, like I said, they've beaten good teams and multiple good teams. So are, are they going to be favorites against those guys? No, but <laughs> you know, against um, against these guys, where you have um, Tatum, who's a potential All NBA guy, and Fournier, who can fill in Jalen Brown's shoes pretty pretty well, at least offensively. You, you know, you have you have and Kemba's playing great. The past the past few weeks for Kemba have been great. So you say, hey, we got a puncher's chance.
4: Honestly, John, I I don't I think I disagree with you about getting into the draft and that slim shot of jumping up and getting a transformative player. I think the last thing this team needs to do is get younger. Trade em. I think you I package think, that. In I think smart. what you I think what you need to do is bring in Jaren a Jackson. very good veteran leader to help with this team because I in my mind that's what they need. I mean, none of the three options are great. If you play Brooklyn, you're probably going to get wiped out. Maybe you have a much, a little bit of better chance against Philadelphia. And I don't think the draft is going to help you at all, unless you do get that high pick and you can flip it for someone who can come in and produce right away. But overall, this team needs someone who's been in the league seven or eight years that's
0: good that can help. Yeah, well, here, here's my pushback. If and you're right, if it's not like one of the top guys. But if you have a chance to get a top five pick – like, this, and this is just we're, – we're just way off the beaten path here with this conversation. But if you have a chance to draft, if, you, if it does happen and you get a guy who, who's going to be you know, a transformative player, you don't, you don't trade the top five. If you get – if you fall into it and you, you get the 14th pick, then that's, a, that's something that you trade. A hundred percent. If you fall into this and you get a top four pick or whatever the odds tell you that that the Celtics can get, then that's somebody you say, all right, look, we're we're taking this guy and it doesn't matter that he's young. He's going to be, you know, the next superstar in the league. And you pair that with these guys and, and you do it because Tatum and Brown are young and you say, hey, look, in a couple of years when Tatum and Brown are 25 and 26, this kid's going to be 21 and he's going to be awesome. Then you still got a, a, a long path. And then when Tatum and Brown either move on or they retire, you've got another guy that, that comes in behind them and is four years younger. Okay. But, uh, but, but, but let me just say, I do agree. I do agree that the, the Celtics getting a veteran guy, you put that guy on the bench, you, then yes, that the Celtics need that they need Tristan Thompson type guy resume without it actually being Tristan Thompson.
3: <laughs> yes, I think we all see the disappointment that okay, I had high hopes for him, but man, that did not work out. So I I think that there's there's no way this team can defend the Nets. It's just it's it's un, unfathomable to even think that like nobody can, and especially this team that has just been as bad as I've seen them since the Brad since Brad Stevens is with the coach. I mean they're just awful on defense. Do you see any shot that without Jalen Brown they would be able to have any hope against the Seventy Sixers? If that was the case,
0: um, you know, look, there's there's a shot. It's a non-zero chance. They they have they have the possibilities. I, I wouldn't pick them. I wouldn't say that they're favored to do it, but they they have a, sh- a chance. I, I think against Philly, you know, it, it's the the formula against Philly is pretty. I think well stated. You. You stay home on the shooters. You kind of defend and beat as best you can. You make his life as difficult as possible without overreacting to it. And you say, hey, all right, you want to go out there and average 50 a game? Fine. We'll prevent the other guys from combining for 50, and we'll go out there and try and score more than 100 points. And that's that's the formula against Philly. Or It's the same formula they, they used – uh, before Brad Stevens against Dwight Howard, when Dwight Howard was the dominant center in the East, you know, and Perk was defending him one on one. Now they don't have a guy like Perk to defend Embiid, but they can do what they did in the bubble. They can they can throw a late double team at him. They can dig at him as soon as, as soon as he puts the ball on the floor and make make the ball handling diff, difficult. Uh, they can get creative with how they double him and, and their rotations behind that. So I, I think there's a chance. I do think Philly has has vulnerabilities that way. So if if they were to to go up against Philly, and if you're getting to the point where it's like, hey, you know what? Maybe you maybe you don't want to actually beat Washington. Maybe you want to deal with the Indy Charlotte winner and and take the better matchup. I mean, I I can see the justification for that.
3: Or you could just count on Doc Rivers to choke because it is the postseason after all. <laughs>
0: Hey man, he's got that championship on his resume.
3: Yeah. That's and then after that what's happened? <laughs> it's been one joke after the next after the next. And it that. ended
4: real well with George and Kawhi out on the left
0: coast. Yeah. West was, coast, right? uh, yeah, no, that was bad. That was bad. I that's that's a whole different story. That that I think is something that runs not just Doc, but like Paul George. I think that, that hurts Paul George more than it hurts Doc Rivers.
1: You know who wants to get traded is Jaron Jackson. From uh, for, you hear you've heard about that from Memphis?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, look, this is mm. I mean that that would be amazing for for the Celtics. Um, that that would cost a lot, and, and I don't know if the Celtics have the exact package that it would take to to, to get um, Jaren Jackson. You know, the Memphis thing is is interesting because you go from two years ago that they were you know all having fun and and loose and everything and then this year things changed look look at how often Sacramento from a couple years ago they were great and then all of a sudden they fell apart uh, Memphis they were great and they fell apart as soon as individual people have money contracts their own personal fame and fortune on the line things things change from fun exciting team to hey Time to get mine. Uh, and things pivot real, real quick. So that's something to keep in mind when, when teams like the Celtics turn. All of a sudden you're like, wow, man, why, why don't I like these guys as much? It's like this is a natural human thing <laughs> right. in the NBA. These fun teams that you're like, wow, amazing. Like the Charlotte Hornets are going to be the next one. Like Charlotte was the underdog. Everybody loves them. Then, then next year, Watch what's going to happen with the Charlotte uh, Hornets. Not
1: with the kind of uh, adult guidance that LaMelo has, please. That's, I find it very <laughs> difficult to believe he'd do anything. All right, well, listen. history. That's right. Uh, John Corrales, thank you so much, sir. We appreciate
0: it. Hey, it's my pleasure. All thanks, right, John. There you go. See you later.
2: All right, thanks, guys, for having me on. I really do appreciate that. Thank you for a uh, good conversation. It's always fun. These guys are good. And so, all right, Celtics, Wizards. I, I think the Celtics can do it. I don't know. I, I I don't know why I keep buying into them. I just I feel like this season has gone so poorly. It's so out of character that somewhere buried under here is this real Celtics team somehow. And I, it's it's like the uh, the Simpsons episode where I just keep digging and digging and digging where they're looking for that treasure. With the uh, cat burglar. And they keep digging and digging and digging. And they're like, how are we going to get out of this? And it's like, I know. We'll dig our way out. And that's me. I'm digging my way out. But I've got to dig up, stupid. We'll see what happens. Again, late game. So I will be podcasting from the arena. Again, as they turn the, uh, the court over to the ice. Because the Bruins and the Capitals are going to play on Wednesday. So... I'm sure the Bull Gang would like to see the Celtics win so they don't have to convert it back to basketball until the weekend or beyond that. and just leave the ice down for a while. I'd like that too. We all need a little bit of a break. Hey, we got this Boston-Washington thing going on. Brad Marchand scored the game-winning goal uh, in overtime against the Caps in game two. So we get Boston over Washington two days in a row. We'll take it. So please subscribe and uh, share the podcast. Tell everybody to uh, listen to the podcast, rate the podcast, five-star review, all that stuff. Uh, Subscribe on YouTube because we're doing the show on YouTube now. And uh, also check out the Locked On Today podcast. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, our local experts weigh in on who should win the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and Head Coach of the Year. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow Locked On Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
4: I got a huge assist from Grammarly